All right, let's go over the facts of the case again. You wouldn't have to know of any places where drug addicts or meth labs would be. Uh, Rosetta Common is a young woman. She grew up in a not-so-great situation. Um, Her dad was involved with some shady stuff. Okay, I understand, but do you have any form of ID on you whatsoever? And I Credit hand card, him my library even? card. Uh, that'll work. It's got a work. fake name on it. Okay. Uh, what is the fake name? <laughs> the, the fake name is Rochelle Stone. We were coming from um, Sandra's house, and I point to Desdemona. And I am playing the character Desdemona Brown. Uh, she is a medium psychic with the trouble aspect of never truly alone. Sometimes Jack helps me, though no, that's bad. <laughs> we don't know exactly what Jack is. <laughs> you are finally able to get a better look at this thing. It's not humanoid. The details you particularly make out, some of these limbs seem to be wrapped directly around Desdemona's neck as if choking her. Albion squeezes the bottle suddenly and just, it shatters in his hand. Oh, fuck. I figured that. Albion is just sitting there. Bottle, his hand is now bleeding, probably, a little bit, because he just broke a bottle in it because he squeezed it so hard. He's like, son of a bitch. Uh. Oh, shit, I'm bleeding. Oh, oh, gosh. Okay, um, I'll, I'll get the kit. It's in the bathroom. I'll be right back. I'm sorry. I'll be right back. Uh, sorry about your, uh, sorry about your kitchen table there, uh, Des, uh. Oh, it'll, cl- uh, it'll clean up. It's okay. I'm, I'm gonna. We gotta. We gotta take care of the bleeding. Real yeah, important. Uh, real important question. Had you finished that L81? Uh, yeah, I had. Okay, uh, it's so, L81. I drink it fast. It's good. So we didn't waste the the precious, precious Kentucky, uh, beautiful drink. No, I'm I'm not gonna have to drive back to a Cracker Barrel for that. Thankfully. Okay. I don't know where the closest Cracker Barrel to Burlington is. I'm gonna have to Google that later. Because I don't care if Albion's bleeding or whatnot, but don't waste that that precious citrus ginger soda. Yeah. So Albion just kind of looks at Sylvester. So, um, I'm about to say a lot of shit that's going to be even harder to believe than what we've already been dealing with, but uh, I just need you to follow me on this. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so, uh, you ever read H.P. Lovecraft? No, but I'm familiar with the basic concept. Uh, yeah, stuff from outside our plane of reality that just is, uh, plum excited to fuck with it. And, uh, Mr. Jack might be one of that ilk. Desdemona comes back with some bad dates and some rubbing alcohol. Uh, yeah, so, uh, he's, uh, he might be what... I mean, I guess the official term is outsider, which means he's a, he ain't a fae, 
He ain't a demon. He ain't even from somewhere that follows our rules, which means, uh, he's above my fucking pay grade. Shit. So, so wait, there's something stuck to me that you can't even handle? Good news is I know people who can. Good news is I know someone who might be mighty offended by something like that, and I kind of have a a way for him to smite it, I guess, in a pinch. So we have options, but we also kind of have a bit of a holy fuck situation. Holy fuck situation. Great. It's great. Now, don't panic. I I know it's hard because I'm currently fighting the urge to panic. Also, I'm bleeding, but, um... Oh, yeah, I should bandage your hand or something. All right. <laughs> mighty, that, that would be mighty appreciated. Uh, so I'm going to take but... Desdemona's med kit and take care of uh, Albion's hand. <laughs> I'm not even going to make you roll for that. That's just basic wound care. You can clearly do that. Yeah, because I'm great. Correct. All right, so... I mean, so, that is your trouble I mean, aspect. You've, uh, you've made it this far with this thing, so, uh, just kind of try to maintain for now until we can figure out a actual way to get him to fuck off. Okay. Do you- I'm sorry, I don't- I'm sorry I don't have a better plan than that. Is, do you think we should take some precautions if we talk about it again in the future? Like, talk in a circle? Maybe some candles or- Something. He's not always... The boards don't always work on him. Uh, Desdemona, I'm gonna need you to roll a lore roll real quick. Yep. Uh, the, the target is three. That is a four. Okay. So, in your line of work, uh, well, with your gifts, um, you... You know how people living in a city just get used to the sound of traffic? And uh, when somebody, say, is on a ship, they like they work or sail on a ship and they don't hear the sound of the engine, that's when they know that something's wrong. Yeah, you've gotten uh, you've gotten used to tuning out the, the sort of omnipresent sounds that come with being sensitive to uh, to the dead. Mm-hmm. It's totally silent right now. Something's not right. Huh. I, I'm not sure, but I think we're being listened to. It's too quiet, right. Albion. It's too quiet. I am going to roll an alertness. Okay. All right. Let's see if I can figure out exactly what in the hell that might be. I'm just going to give you a target of three. That's a base sort of roll. All right. That is a five. Okay. Um. You try to see if there's anything suspicious or out of the ordinary and um you sort of ignore the the pain in your hand as uh you know you've got rubbing alcohol on there uh and some you know some minor little wound work happening but you don't notice anything of any sort of note uh, at least not with your normal everyday senses y- you Can I are try and- you are Can quite sure. I'm sorry. Just with you, that result, you're quite sure that nothing is nothing out of the ordinary is around. Can I use that to inform a um a lore roll? Um, if you want to roll lore, then go for it. 
Uh, target again is three. All right. Could I also do a roll? Like, um, maybe tag a, um, Grammy came to tea or something using my psychic powers. Well, you only really need to tag aspects to give yourself bonuses oh, okay. if you can, need to. Can I roll something then? Yeah, let me All let's right, just I, resolve Albion's roll first. I got a four. Okay. Um, your supernatural senses. Uh, the funny thing is, you should be feeling something because you're in Desdemona's house, and you actually feel less on edge and less spooked than normal like you've you've grown sort of accustomed to the sensation of being in a place where ghosts are somewhat frequent and you're noticing that you aren't dealing with that sensation right now well the fact that i'm not on edge puts me very on edge all right albion's gonna reach down and unsheath and uh, kind of unbuckle that one holster he never unbuckles and slowly pull out a uh, a handgun that is sort of plated silver. It's very it's a very large gun. It's hard to identify the make. Uh, it looks almost like it's a custom piece. Uh, like you can't really. It's hard to trace any of the things back to a single manufacturer. Like it doesn't look like a Sig Sauer or a Magnum. It's just a very large handgun, very well crafted, and it's got these sort of spiraling engravings along the side, etched into the metal. Um, Sorts of Nordic runes, symbols invoking Odin, invoking Thor, invoking most of the Vanir. Um, just, like, and images, like, in these tiny, almost impossibly intricately small etchings of, like, images of the gods doing battle with giants or, um, or of, like, fighting Fenrir. And he just sort of slowly puts that on the table and just taps the uh, slide right above the trigger, just kind of... Eyes narrow, sort of extending his senses a little and kind of reaching out to who he knows is on the other side of this particular handgun. Okay. Well, then, that is an interesting thing that you are doing. Uh, let me let me look up a mechanical response to the uh, action that you're sort of taking. Are you okay? I feel like this might be. Uh, I feel like this might be you using um, Guide My Hand. Not so much that as I want a little bit of that, but it's more marked by power that I'm using this because okay. I want to make it visible that whatever is here. Oh, she's okay. not alone. I'm also not fucking alone. OK, um, great. Des, if you could, uh, I guess, give me that lore roll with another target three. Uh, that is a three. Okay. You think it's quiet because no spirits are actually around. Wouldn't I? I would find that disconcerting, though, I imagine. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, most of the time, uh, you've, I feel like you've established that this place is just kind of a chill hang for, for the, uh, you know, for those who have passed to, uh, well, not passed on, but, you know. For the dead. Yeah. One of them walked in on me in the shower. I mean, I was literally in the shower and it came through the wall and did not even say excuse me. <laughs> it was fucking weird. Yeah, so you're, like, you, you've you gotten to a point of somewhat comfort, uh, mm -hmm. you know, at least acceptance of the fact that uh, 
ghosts and the like are just going to kind of go in and out of your place. But um, the fact that you're never truly alone, it's weird that right now you feel like you are, with the exception of your friends. Yeah, very weird. Um, there, There's like no other, nothing else that can be sensed, though, in the sense that something that would have made everything go away. Right. Great, great. Oh, I feel I feel completely left alone, Albion and Sylvester. I don't feel good. All right. Uh, I have a question for the dungeon master. Game master, rather. Sure. If I were to see Mr. Jack again, would it have a similar mental attack on me? Or would I be able, now that I've sort of started healing from that, would I be able to take it more? Um, <clears throat> because, yeah, you... Uh, you had to deal with that uh, particularly strong mental attack because you looked at it with the sight, and it it, it was a particularly horrifying thing to witness. So I threw a lot of extra, um, basically extra tags on it because you had you were not familiar or not expecting what you were going to see. So you had to roll against a very, very, very high number at that point in time, but you would not be unprepared to uh, to see Mr. Jack again. So it would be not as nasty of a challenge. It's still looking at something horrifying. All right. Just laying that out there. So do I I'm going to do it. Uh, Sylvester does. If I. If I pass out, I need you guys to uh to have my back on this. Always. Alright. Albion's gonna open his third eye. Oh, for the first time in this campaign, Albion is using the sight. So, for people that are not familiar with how the sight works, the sight is a special thing that all wizards have, but sometimes people with other magical gifts can get the sight too. The sight lets you open your third eye, quote unquote, and see uh, see the what is actually there, see what is real in the world. Like it gives you sort of an unfiltered look at uh, all of the beauty and horror of reality. And that was how Albion previously saw uh, the entity known as Mr. Jack. And it was so traumatizing that that's why he's been seeing a uh, psychiatrist to to try to deal with the trauma of that and that's an actual game mechanic because he took a massive mental consequence so when you open the site um you've seen desdemona and sylvester in the site before correct yeah yes i have okay so those are not unfamiliar sites to you at all no. Um, have you ever used the site inside Desdemona's house before? I don't think I have. Okay. So when you look around with, when you open the site, um, you see your friends. I assume you do a little bit of a, of a scan cause you're looking for something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you are looking specifically to see if Mr. Jack is there or not. Or if something like him is here. Yes. Um, 
I will tell you right now, you do not see anything that stands out and appears to be any sort of entity that is present uh, and occupying the space. Um, you do get to see uh, an idea of Desdemona's house sort of through your sight. And um, it is a very welcoming place for sure. Uh, and you you see you see some things that sort of suggest to you uh, it, it's a little hard to describe because it's it's very it, it's a sort of a complicated mix of things. Um, the uh, the welcoming energy of this place, the sort of warmth as though every every single wall is lit with like the glow of a warm fire. Um, the there, however, it's almost like there are. It's almost like the house itself is made of a uh, a a membrane that things can sort of pass through, like a cell wall that you know allows water through it. Uh, so, it, you you can tell that the stuff comes in and out of there all the time obviously because she literally channels the supernatural and you you see uh, the door down the hallway um, and the threshold on there is not nearly as strong as you would think a threshold on uh, a lived in house would be and now I do believe we are making a roll for the site because you have to all defend right. So with my discipline roll, that is a um. Yeah, I need to. I need to actually give you a a challenge to roll yeah, against sure. for the uh, intensity of the vision. Um, and because this is a place that you are very familiar with, and you are seeing more of it than you know, you're seeing it in a completely different light now. I'm going to say that's, uh, you know, a fairly intense thing because it's going to alter your perception of a person and a place. So I'll set it at at least, I'll say a four. All right. I just make that. All right. Very good. So I had to roll three pluses together because Albion's discipline is not great. Hey. Yeah. Um, I will say this is probably also the first time I've ever looked at my, at my, at the gun. Oh, okay. So, are you are you actually going to look at Gugnir with the sight open? Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Gugnir. I'm probably right. saying it wrong. Um, yeah. So you're going to choose to uh, yeah, you're making an assessment action to try to learn about what you're seeing, defending against the mental strain of using the sight. So you did successfully defend against the mental strain, which means that you can now choose to close it um but you are choosing to keep it open for a little longer yeah um oh you have to make a lore roll to understand the vision all right uh that is a three on my lore okay so it's set at the same challenge as the um as the intensity of the vision okay so i don't understand it really yeah, so you don't get any necessary new information. Okay. Uh, but you're going to look straight at your weapon. and Not even intentionally. I just kind of look down for a second. Okay. 
So before your sight closes, you do catch sight of uh, the weapon that was bestowed upon you by Odin, apparently. And um, there seems to be a tether from the weapon, from the gun, to you. And it sort of runs into the core of you. Um, uh, your right hand is your shooting hand, yes? Yeah. Yes, it has it has a tangential arc that sort of runs through the palm of your hand. And you can see in the palm of your hand a, uh, a, a very large uh, circular set of runes uh, that seem to link up with the runes that are engraved on on Gugnir. And you uh, you can see in those runes uh, uh, there's a supernatural glow to them. And you can see the the sort of um, base reliefs in that are carved into the gun of all the Aesir and the Vanir uh, fighting against, you know, uh, the you know various uh, monsters and and creatures you, you, those are in action those are not still images in the site it seems like this is just it's playing those events out before you also the gun is shaped like a spear all right and that is an intensity five for you so roll to defend against the site okay that's a uh... That is a three, so I'm going to take some damage. Mm-hmm. So you get a two mental stress, and you may make a lore roll to understand the vision. Luckily, my lore is better, and that is a five. Okay. Um, so as far as you know, yeah, this is the real goddamn spear. Oh, shit. That's... Incredibly generous of Odin. Or at the very least, it is an aspect of it. That's more That's more reasonable. And less absurdly generous. Well, Alright, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close the site. Okay. Since you matched, uh, you don't necessarily get the clearest answer. You get a good answer out of that, but you don't get um, necessarily a very robust answer. So, you think it's the spear or an aspect thereof, but you definitely know that it is linked in some way to the actual Gugnir Odin spear. So, uh, 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 as far as I can tell, we are in fact alone, so we, we should be fine. Also, my head hurts a little. Aspirin? Yeah, that'd be nice. Or also, uh, another A8, probably. <laughs> um, I so am going to yeah, correct no, he... you on this every time. It's AL81. All right. So, uh, as far as I can tell, I mean, our uh, acquaintance is not here. So, I think we're good for now. I'm actually alone. Yeah, you got me and Sylvester. Yep. Of course. Yes. I just meant on another level. It's, uh,. Strange. That's all. Well, we'll uh, we'll figure that out when we get there. In the meantime, we gotta figure out how to make some meth. Ha! <laughs> oh, that's the button on that scene. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
And now, the million-dollar question. Uh, <laughs> How is Roe <laughs> going to try <laughs> to not go to prison? Wanted level so, increased. I've figured this out. Six stars. I'm going to go to Zabian Elf's Stone Soup. I'm going to bribe whoever's working with my resource skill and see where that takes me. To let to have them let me like work there for a day. I love the setup of this scene. <laughs> I love so much the idea that you're going to go into this place and try to flash some <laughs> cash to pretend to work there. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Okay. Um so, <laughs> so you find yourself uh at Zabian Elf's Stone Soup. Uh mm -hmm. I presume that you have been sort of ducking in and out of alleys and such, not taking necessarily the main thoroughfares. Like you almost certainly didn't go down the marketplace to get oh, there I'm because I'm you taking don't like be in... the like the back ways, yeah. Right. Side streets and the like. <clears throat> so yeah, you arrive there and um, I don't really want to make this too intense of an interaction scene, but I want to know what your <laughs> approach is. Is it just the first person who works there you're going to try? Um, I think so. I'm going to walk in and I think that I've, I've been, Rose been here a couple times. So the first person I see and or looks familiar to me. Okay. Uh, this is the first person who approaches and asks table for one. Uh, they are a shorter person. Uh, they're, you know, very thin, uh, with just like curly, curly sort of unkempt jet black hair, uh, and, uh, you know, a nose ring, uh, sort of off to one side and, uh, some various piercings in, in their ears, uh, you know, femme appearing. Um, um actually I have a weird question for you, um, I don't know if you remember me. I was in uh, about two weeks ago. I ordered the chili and dropped it on my way out. Um, I had a really weird question. Is there a place we can go and like talk that's not directly like by the door? She is confused about... Uh, she just sort of <laughs> looks at you and is trying to read your intentions. Um, <laughs> I think this is a use of uh, the use of the rapport skill. Okay. To, to try to use the opening up trapping because you're, you're definitely trying to get a person to trust you here. Yes. Okay. So, make me a rapport roll. All right. That is a three total. Okay. Uh, great. I need to look up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So they're doing an empathy read on you. Okay. And you're defending against it with rapport. And uh, if you beat them, <laughs> the opponent discovers an aspect about you, but it's one of your choosing. Because uh, okay. right now they're trying to they're trying to figure out something about you. So oh, no. you succeed on your defense. Okay. So you get to open up a specific uh, specific aspect to them uh, that you want them to know. All right, I'm going to go with the I'm all in baby to uh, prove that I'm willing to do whatever for whatever I got to do. Okay, great. So 
this person, you have given a read to the, like, you've basically uh, given this person a read of you are, like, you you didn't come to play. Uh, you've got something serious, and you are just going to go for it right now. Which does not totally assuage their suspicions because they have <laughs> no clue what you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you can give them one more pitch, I'm going to, I'm going to say you get another roll. If you can give me a little bit more of a pitch of like why they should agree to this. Okay. All right. So I'm in a little bit of a bind right now and I need, I'm not going to use the word alibi, but I need something to be doing right now. Um, I'm in a little bit of trouble and I'm trying to get out of it. Um, Nothing crazy. I'm not a murderer or whatever. I just need to be somewhere doing something that's not outside of here. Do you get it? Are Are you in trouble with the cops? It depends on how you feel about them. Um... There's this guy, so, he's been following so that's me around. Definitely and... <laughs> yes. <laughs> um if that's what it takes to get you to help me, then yes, I am in a heap of trouble. Uh this person is after me, thinks that I did something, or that I know something that I don't, and I just need I need help. They give you a look up and down and a little grin sort of curls up uh, at the corner of their mouth. Man, fuck those guys. Come into the back. Um, just in case somebody asks if I'm here, um, is it okay if I, like, grab an apron and pretend I'm working? Yeah. Hell yeah, you are the best. I owe you a boba. Thank you so much. And then I run to the back. Um, as, as you're, as you're going, uh, they say to you, Oh, um, let them know that you're with Chris. It's cool. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, because there are some other employees back there (laughs) that are very curious as to why you, a person they don't know, is just hanging out in the back. Gotcha. And and when you say that that you're uh, you're there with Chris, they're like, all right. (laughs) So uh, some time passes. Uh, One of the people you were supposed to meet with uh, has has texted you uh, to sort of ask where you are. So I'm going to text back. Um, what time is it currently? I'd say it's, it, it, I mean, it's definitely dark. So I'd say it's um, around 8.30 or so. Okay, cool. Because Xavian uh, Elf Stone Soup closes at 9. Uh <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I'm going to text them to meet me down the street from where I am at 10 p.m. Okay, great. Uh, as soon as you're done, a person walks up and says, Hey, uh, a uh, friend, you know, person here for, for Chris. Your name Rochelle? Mm-hmm. It is, yes. Uh, are my, uh, my people here to meet me? Yeah, I guess. If you. You friends with cops or what? <laughs> um, not exactly, but I want them to think I am, and then I run out to the front to meet whoever's there. 
before they can protest any further, you are already out into the restaurant and there are, uh, well, it looks like a couple of beat cops that are, uh, just sort of <laughs> waiting for you to, to come out. And, uh, do you address them? Um, is the sergeant with them? No. No. Okay. So I come out. Hi guys, welcome to uh, Zabby and Elf Stone Soup. My name is Rochelle. Uh, how can I help you guys today? Ah, oh, uh, well, one of them uh, <clears throat> is a you know somewhat fresh-faced, uh, you know, blonde male-looking looking fellow. Just ah, oh, uh, okay. You know. Honestly, I uh, wasn't totally expecting you to be here based on uh, what Sergeant was saying, but hey, great. We've got uh, we got a few questions, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, what, uh, let me sit you guys down. Uh, did you want to hear our specials today? We have a great LaPlante Farm Burger. We've got Elf's Vegan Chili. I'd love to sit and uh, chat while you guys that's eat. That's okay, ma'am. Uh, we're, uh, we're actually not, we're not, here for, we're not here for a meal right now. We're, we're just hoping to... Uh, to uh, take a few moments of your time, and is is that all right? Uh, yeah, yeah. What can I uh? Give me one second. Hey, Chris, I'm taking a ten. Okay, yeah. What's up? Uh, okay, you got it. <laughs> See you in ten. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Do you mind if we step outside? I I know it's I know it's a little cold, but. Uh, yeah, sure. As long as I'm I'm back for uh, the end of my break, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't shouldn't be too long. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, sure. So you step outside, uh, and it is it is definitely chilly out. Uh, it's it's beginning of January, and winds do tend to whip off of the off of Lake Champlain, and just it gets real cold at night. Well, uh, we we just had a few questions about the uh, about your friend. Uh, I'm gonna you're gonna have to remind the GM what name you gave to her. Sandra. Say that again. Sandra. Sandra. Uh, your friend, uh, Sandra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Sergeant says that you do know where she lives, but you uh, wouldn't necessarily be able to direct someone there. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I'm not, not too great with directions. I'm kind of a, a moron, as my mom would say. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not super great with directions either. I just, I know my way around the city. I've been here enough. You know, you, you get, you get familiar with it over time. But, uh, would you, uh, do you know generally which part of town you are in? Um, I know it's somewhere south of here. Not quite sure. Okay. Oh, uh, that's, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, were there any sort of distinguishing features that were around uh this friend your friend Sandra's place that might you know might help us uh, sort of narrow it down um i think it's near a denny's but maybe it's a uh maybe it's an ihop huh uh yeah you you apparently are really bad with directions aren't you <laughs> Just a bit. I know it's it's uh, just past Twin Orchards, but not not sure from there, bud. Okay, so 
one of the biggest and most defining features is that her house is right next to a graveyard, so I need you to roll deceit. All right. How many graveyards are in the, in the vicinity, just so I know? There are three that is major f- ones in the city. Okay. That's a five total. Cool. Uh, apparently he believes you enough to not press <laughs> you. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, what time does your shift end, ma'am? Um, I'm supposed to be here until, I mean, we, kitchen closes at nine. I'm supposed to be here for another hour or so after. Um, did you need something more for me after that? Uh, yeah. Would you be, would you be willing to, uh, you know, assist us in, uh, finding your friend's place? It wouldn't be, we're not arresting you we're not planning to detain you per se uh you wouldn't be handcuffed you'd just be in the back of the police car trying to provide some additional directions as much as i would love to do that i'm not necessarily comfortable with that um you know there's been a lot of stuff in the news lately and you know police make me a little bit nervous so uh i hope you can understand that my reasoning behind that eat he sighs and says, yeah, all right. Yep. I, I, I understand. Uh, it never hurts to ask, but, uh, you, uh, you got your friend's phone number? Um, I don't have my phone on me again, cause I'm working. Um, does, do you happen to have the line to Sergeant Ditko, um, on hand? All right. Uh, Gwen? Mm-hmm. How badly do you want a fate point? Um, I don't know. I would be willing to accept it. I'm just going to have to figure out how to BS more. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm offering you a fate point for mm-hmm. your phone to audibly buzz because <gasps> you did just text someone. It did. Um... If you would like to refuse this compel, you can give me a fate point. No, I'll I'll take the I'll take it. My phone is buzzing. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, you gotta get arrested. <laughs> she gonna go jail. <laughs> You've been so, doing so well. Oof. No, it's okay. Not I got baby. this. I got you can't this. arrest her. She's baby. She's baby. Yeah, I'm baby. baby. I'm above the law. <laughs> <laughs> There's bars. It's a weedy hut, Junior. Gay baby jail. <laughs> okay. So my so, phone rings. So right as oh, no. so right as you're saying that you are at work and don't have your phone on you. <laughs> oh. Um. Yes, I do actually. Let me uh, let me find you her number. It might take a second. I, I know a couple Sandras, so that I start going through okay. my phone. Take, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> take your time. Um, just so so we're clear though. She uh, she's been going through a lot lately, so it might not be best to call her this late at night. Would you guys be able to check in with her in the morning? Oh yeah, no, that's that's fine. We're we just need a. a way to contact this person about uh, a piece of uh, piece of potential evidence that was removed from uh, a scene. Okay, uh, yeah, not a problem. 
And then I give them the number to my landline at my apartment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, Remember, that Rose is absolutely in keeping. That is absolutely in keeping with the trouble aspect that I just compelled on you. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to let you make that bad decision. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, yeah. They uh, they thank you for the information, and they they give you uh, a card with uh, the officer's number. Uh, a direct line to the police station that would get you to that officer uh, and tell you that uh, if you have any better, if you have any pertinent information uh, that could help them out here because they're still trying to follow up on this investigation uh, into whatever was happening uh, on New Year's, New Year's morning, they would be very, very grateful uh, for your cooperation and just to give them a call at that number if you have anything that could help. Yeah, not a problem, officer. Uh, I hope you have a good night. Well, thank you very much. I uh, won't take up any more of your time. I'll let you get back to work. I give them both a very deep and uncomfortable bow and walk back in the building. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He gives you a bit of an odd look for that and then uh, just says, have a good night, ma'am, and gets uh, gets back into his car. Bow to your sensei. (laughs) i'm just gonna say that the the rest of the day uh passes relatively uneventfully because you all need to actually get some rest so that you can be prepared to do the things that you need to do I was going to see if uh, anyone from his group got back to him. Yes. In the evening, Jorgen calls you back because of the time difference. And it apparently he likes to get an early start on the day. Jorgen, Jorgen Volendsen uh, gives you a call. Uh, uh, howdy. Hello again. How has Gugnir been treating you? Well, uh, I've kind of not had much occasion to use it, so... uh. So far, so... decent. Hmm. It's good. No, this... this is good thing. I mean, I'm probably gonna have to use it soon, though. We, uh, got a bit of a Wendigo problem in the area. Yeah, I heard a bit about this being a Wendigo problem. Yeah, it's, uh... It's actually why I'm calling you. Do you need yeah. this, some advice? Um, I mean, I could use advice, or maybe backup but uh i don't know it just it ain't just one it's the problem it's a whole fucking pack of the damn things uh question is the plural of wendigo wendigo or is it wendigos you're asking swede (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were one that spoke fucking english (laughs) okay i'm just gonna say wendigo is the plural of wendigo da i can accept this it's like pokemon's the plural of pokemon now you have lost me again. <laughs> Method goes. So, uh, here's the thing that I understand about Wendigo. Uh, Wendigo are, uh, not fun to fight. Uh, they are 
difficult to uh they're difficult to perish. Uh takes takes a lot of effort to actually make one dead. But when dead, it stays dead. So bring big effort. Hit it hard and hit it hard fast. Alright. And yeah. I have a feeling that something this uh abomination like might just uh be offensive in the eyes of uh the All Father, so uh might be time that I dust off the old hand cannon. Well there is a statistical thing. Do you understand what J shaped growth curve is? Uh yeah, I went to school. Okay. Uh so it is that, but taken to extreme. Wendigo are J shaped growth curve. Yeah, no, we wanna kill them soon, because the longer we wait to take put them down, the longer it's gonna be before they're the harder it's gonna be, rather. Yeah. So uh, they're just gonna Um But you must also understand that uh all Wendigo mm, this this is complicated concept. Uh, is you can become Wendigo because they represent this idea of J-shaped growth curve in statistics. All creatures in existence want to be on J-shaped growth curve, but that's why predators exist. You know, predator-prey relationships, uh, extinctions, etc exist because J-shaped growth curve impossible to maintain, resources limited. So, things die off sometimes. It's, a, you know, whatever. It's a whole whole natural cycle bullshit. Uh, it's a lot of more smarter people than me have talked about it. I just watch TED Talks. But, uh, Wendigo no, don't have natural predator. They are unrestricted J-shaped growth curve. Their representation of this, so impossible to ever properly deal with. Individual can kill. Idea, no can kill. Nah, ideas are pretty goddamn hard to kill, but well, I'm just trying to kill a whole mess of the damn things. It's fair. Just understand, may have different consequences than you expect. Most things do. Is there anything else I can help you with? I am going for, I think you call Morning Constitution? Yeah, uh, there's this app, it's called Pokemon Go. <laughs> Download it, it'll blow your fucking mind. <laughs> uh, I don't need to go to polls. Oh my god. Oh, no. I already <laughs> vote. I'll, I will text the title to you, and you will get back to me on it. I'm sorry. Was bad joke. I only know one reference to. Was embarrassing. Saw it on YouTube. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. Sorry, I missed it. I'm very tired. I'm out of fence. How did you miss it? You're American. All Americans know who Hillary Clinton is. Oh, shit. Oh, that's what you were bringing up. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was fucking horrible. <laughs> I wish they would Pokemon Go to the. What the fuck was she talking about? 
You know, I decided to not speculate on this matter because uh, at this point, Game Master has decided he does not really want to get into too much of political waters. Yeah, we should erase this whole conversation. No, I, uh, I'd like to erase from my memory, but no, I think this is going to be permanently in the world. Go, oh, God damn it. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Guys, the kids don't love me. What's wrong with me? Anyway. <laughs> End of scene. <laughs> scene is done. I do know what Desdemona would plan to do this afternoon. Uh, what is that? She just wants to go buy some flowers, and she's actually going to go, um, go to a graveyard and visit her grandmother's grave. Okay. Because the, the silence is deafening at this point, and she's a little freaked out. So she needs someone to talk to. You know what? Fair. Um, Sylvester, yes. are you going to be accompanying Desdemona for that scene, or are you going to be doing something else? I'm going to be buying a shitload of cough syrup. <laughs> okay. So, um... <laughs> is this going to exceed yeah this is definitely going to exceed the uh the regular amount uh that you can purchase once a session with um with resources true uh so we're gonna have to have you make a roll for that okay for the cost of things uh-oh that's a bad sound what <laughs> what happened no i just sort of rolled a zero so Oh, well, that means that you can get something that would cost resources, too. You might have to go to a couple different pharmacies, too. They won't let you buy too much cough syrup at once. It's true. So this will probably yeah, take they, a while. Yeah, they kind of know that that's a thing people do. Yeah. So. Here's a question, though. What if you just Postmate cough syrup from a bunch of different places? Uh, But it's all got to go to one place. <laughs> Correct, yeah. but it's not you buying all those things. It's fishy as fuck. <laughs> oh, it is. Definitely is. Yeah, and there would be... Um, My credit card information. A, yeah. <laughs> a I have a prescription that. for that. This says I can do what I want. Exactly. Relax. Yeah. I be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, to recap, with your resources score of two, that's correct? Yes. Uh, once per session, you can get anything that's under $50. So I feel like the amount of cough syrup you're getting might exceed that. This is true. So you made a roll and you ended up with two, uh, two total because uh, you rolled flat zeros. And that lets you buy anything under $500. <laughs> so uh, and that, yeah, that's definitely a skill roll called for for if the item in question is rare restricted in legality or has to be acquired within a certain time frame which it meets two of those conditions yay okay so now i mean it only lightly meets the restricted in legality because you can only buy so much at once right so okay uh great so while while uh desdemona has a scene that is what that's the action you're going to be taking in the background. I'm going to say this is happening at about the time that um, Rose scene takes place, and so does uh, Albion's. Okay. 
So, Des. Yep. You swing by a, let's say, a pharmacy that's still open at this point in time uh, and pick up some flowers. What flowers are you grabbing? Um, It's probably just some uh, roses and baby's breath. Okay. Great. So you, you grab those flowers uh, and you drive back. Do you park at your own... Do you just park at your own place and walk there, or do you sort of park at uh, closer to the actual grave? Um, I have my bike, so I think I can probably just bike to it, the cemetery. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have a bike. I don't drive. I bike. That's, yes, that's right. You don't have a car. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can bike into the cemetery, and that makes that makes sense. Well, as I enter the cemetery, um, I'm starting to kind of reach out kind of energetically or uh, spiritually to see if maybe the deafening silence can have that dull roar of the sound again. You don't even need to really reach out. You just, you just know. Uh, given your previous role to determine that the sound or that sort of, that was gone, you can recognize when it's come back. It's, it's a relief in a way. Okay, yes, it is a relief, yes. Um, so she uh, continues to bike down, and um, she finds uh, her, her family tombstone, and uh, she finds her Grammy's name, and she actually kind of just uh, sits down in front of the stone, and she just starts to sort of absentmindedly trace her grandmother's name with her finger in the engraving. Um, and she probably starts to talk to it just a little bit, just letting her know what's um, been going on with her life, um, and she starts to get to a part where um, she starts to talk about the fact that there is something attached to her, something that is from an outside force that's um, that's f- stronger and uh, above any level that her or Grammy could have ever had any contact with before. And Desdemona starts to get a little emotional. Uh, she, she starts to cry just a little bit because she's allowing herself to be vulnerable and scared here in a place where she's comfortable. After a time, uh, you feel like you're a little more comfortable. You know, you've been able to sort of express some things that you've been dealing with because it has been an absolute hell of two days. Yes. So the last two days have been very much very wild uh possibly as stressful as the entire incident with the hags mm-hmm. you you don't you don't hear your grandmother uh but you know that she heard you it's it's not a question mm-hmm. after she's had a bit of a cry she uh kind of puts her cheek against the cold stone um and touches the stone one more time with her hands and then uh, bikes home, hoping that her house isn't empty when she gets there. Yeah, as you're, as you're turning to leave, you suddenly realize that you are very, very tired. Yeah. And when you do re-enter your home, uh, the, that sort of thundering silence does not greet you. Nothing seems to feel different. Okay, she makes a cup of tea and goes to bed.
Hey everybody, it's Michael, your game master, your best friend in the whole world, but don't hug me too close this week because I'm also your sick boy. I finally came down with what everyone else already had, I guess, uh, so my voice is going to be a little muted on this ad read, or this break, uh, whatever this is. Oh, jeez. Yeah, can't even think straight. I love it. Thank you so much for listening, uh, even though I'm a little under the weather right now. That doesn't mean I can't thank you. That doesn't make any sense at all. Uh, you've stuck with us for episode six. Hopefully you've had some laughs, you've had some tears, you've had some thrills, you've had some chills. Uh, there's more of those to come in the back half of the episode. All, all four of those things. So look out for that. Uh, thanks again to our friends at the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. Uh, they have all sorts of wonderful shows, and you can listen to them right now, like Home Viewing and No Dice. They've both just uh, had episodes come out recently, and Them's the Facts, which is a very fun uh, sort of lying game that I do enjoy quite a bit. If you wanted to support us financially, I mean, you would just be my favorite person, and you could do that mostly by going and buying a pocket note and making me read something on air or sing something, whatever. It's it's your money. Um, I'm just going to be a, your dancing monkey for that. Uh, then it will be my money that you gave me. Hooray. Uh, go to pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash pocket notes. And if you are still listening this far, hey, why don't you follow us on Twitter and Facebook at GMMcast? That's both of them. Uh, GMMcast for both of those platforms. And if you tweet about the show, please use the hashtag GMMcast. Uh, we did not get very creative, but we're trying to be brand aware. Good. You, we also have a Discord, and you can play video games like Jackbox games with the cast. Uh, so get on that. It's in the link to that is in the description. Link to all those things are are in the description. That's probably a thing I should have just said first instead of rambling on. I'm very tired. I'm gonna go get some sleep uh, and try to get rid of this cold. Bye. Cinema's hottest podcast is home viewing. What are you doing? This show has everything. Please stop. Blu-rays, DVDs, dog sounds, <sighs> guest this episodes. This isn't working. But you know what does work? Discussing our entire film library week by week in alphabetical order. <sighs> I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is Home Viewing. Wednesdays on the Pocket Podcast Network. Sylvester. Yep. Since we're doing a lot of stuff at pretty much a similar time uh, time frame, these scenes. <laughs> so Darius, um, because this is a thing where you are out and about and trying to gather supplies that um, are definitely going to be used for making meth. Woo. And, you know, uh, I'm going to say you can have a fate point if you encounter those same police officers that uh Roe was talking to like they basically leave from they they leave from uh there and they just happen to see you leaving a uh, a a store that you are buying things from 
And, well, you were there at the same time as uh, everyone else, you know, at the, the waterfront at the during New Year's morning, that whole incident. And uh, I'm going to say they, they stop and ask you some questions. Would you like that fate point? Uh, hmm. No. Okay, you will have to give me a fate point to avoid the interaction. Okay. All right. Uh, you are not interrupted. So, what are people's plans for the day? Well, Desdemona's sleeping. Oh, yeah. I mean, once the morning comes around. Yeah. Oh. So, I'm sending out a... Lithium and ammonia. <laughs> Which I could probably get oh, from my the God. school. Oh, yeah. Uh, Glenn? Um, yeah, so Ro, I'm sending out a mass text to everyone, um, kind of explaining what happened with uh, with me and the police and kind of explaining everything that I told them. Um, and then asking if either uh, Des or Albion can come to my house in the morning to answer my phone and either pretend to be Sandra and I will help with the lie or Albion can say whatever Albion wants and uh, mess with the cops too. <laughs> I mean, Desdemona's happy to go be Sandra. Okay. Okay. So, um, Ro is, Ro is still in the process of information gathering and, mm. um, that's a, Thing you're doing so like halfway through today you're going to get the answers that you were asking for so cool. i'm going to say that the contacts that you met last night had to go and make inquiries and they would be getting back to you about them today mm -hmm. and then that's that's going to justify the uh time expenditure of your contacts role so until that happens let's have a scene where you and des talk to the police <laughs> on your phone Cool. So you're you're sitting in your apartment and it is particularly early. Des, you turned in uh somewhat early last night just because of how tired you were. Uh but the uh the police uh call and they make a rather early inquiry and uh I'm just gonna say that Des you got there. Uh, ahead of time and that's fine so you you pick up the phone and uh just this is detective sergeant ditko calling uh, am i speaking with sandra Ah, uh, yes this is this is sandra ramirez how you doing i'm doing well i'm doing all right ma'am thank you very much i'm glad that we could finally get through to you it took a bit of a runaround oh my gosh right 2020 <laughs> uh, yeah um <laughs> anyway uh the reason that i'm calling is uh we have some uh eyewitnesses that say that you were uh you were you were present at the uh during the sort of uh commotion new year's morning i you know, I was there. You were there. We talked. Oh my gosh! Yes, that was crazy. What was that? Some neighborhood hooligans or something? Was that some sort of weird rave or something? Uh, 
I'm not at liberty to discuss details of the ongoing investigation. Ooh, juicy. <laughs> Especially an investigation that you are currently involved in. Uh, we have some eyewitness reports that you did leave the scene carrying uh, some sort of object, and we're not sure if that's a... Uh, it seems like that might be some piece of evidence that we might want to get our hands on. Uh, yes? Well, well, I mean, you heard me, officer, say several times that I was going to just retrieve my boombox, and then I'd be on our way. And you allowed me to take my boombox home with me because that is my own personal property. So that's all that I took. I only took what was mine. There is a moment of absolute silence from that end of the phone. You doing okay there, hon? <laughs> I am doing just fine, Miss Ramirez. I... I'm afraid that the details of that night were uh, a little muddled, given the hectic nature of everything um, and the amount of information I had to process from that evening. It appears that certain things may have gotten a little lost in the shuffle. I now do, in fact, recall that particular conversation that we had. Well, I am glad that this is all settled out. So I've got a busy day, lots of clients to see, showings and all that. So I hope you have a great rest of your day. Lovely talking with you. Uh, wait, before you... Do you just hang up? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, bef before you go, uh, I was curious, did you have any... Uh, since it has been a couple of days now, uh, do... Have you come across any other information that may be able to assist in the investigation into the incident of that morning? Do you have any other information to offer? Oh, no, I'm afraid I don't. I wish I did, and if I did, I'd be happy to help, but I don't, so I can't. All right. Well, uh, your friend, uh, Rochelle does have a number to contact the station, but uh, if you want my line directly, I can. I would like to give you that number so you can call if you have any information that may be able to assist us. Oh, of course. Just a moment. I'll get a paper and pen. And you hear some shuffling around. <laughs> we hear some, some foley. foley look there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, he, he gives you the number with his direct uh, extension and uh, bids you a good morning. Have a good one. All right. Well, <clears throat> that wraps up the loose thread of Michael's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael's playing a billion characters and has a full story in his brain. <laughs> Michael's a busy guy with lots yep. of hands and many pies. Yep. I'm a I'm an adult with many that's important gonna, things to do. That's going to make the TV tropes page. Oh man. <sighs> <sighs> okay. Well then. Let's move on with our day. So, uh, uh I guess yeah, uh Sylvester in the in the background of things, you are trying to purchase uh, you're trying to secure goods to actually do the ding dang thing that you want to thing thing do 
which is cook some meth. Uh, <laughs> what are what is Albion going to do in the meantime? Not have a scene because he's had several. <laughs> uh, I assume you're just kind of like getting some sleep, maybe. Albion is yeah doing some invocation to Odin, uh, offering of meat and bread, and um, sort of deep in communion with uh, the All Father and with uh, Thor, and then maybe also saying a prayer to the White God. Okay. Uh, cool. Are you doing that uh, that thing that you can do with with Gugnir? What thing is that? Guide my hand? Yeah, that thing where you can drop a fate point to swap out uh, any one roll for conviction. I am doing that, but guide my hand also just sort of as a passive, um, if something's happening and you need to be there, you will end up there. Okay. You have a knack for doing that. Okay, like so... The go- gods kind of point you in a direction where you need to go. Yeah, I remember that from the uh, the intro test campaign we did where you happened to be in the right place at the right time with that. And I Roman Reigns-style spirited a troll off a bridge. You did, in fact, do that thing. Albion's backstory is very interesting. So... Ooh, ah. uh, so... Uh, you're going to spend a fate point on Guide My Hand, is that correct? Uh, no, I spend a fate point if I want to swap out a skill. Guide My ah, Hand okay. is just an ability I have. Oh, okay, that's just like the the uh, ultimate move version. Uh, yeah. You just, okay, it's the passive thing. Cool. All right, so you're doing Guide My Hand. Great. <clears throat> uh, yep, I'm going to say that uh, the rest of the morning passes without incident. Uh, people are able to just uh, do the things that they're trying to do. Uh, Albion gets his uh, his invocation going, gets that invocation on. And uh, Ro, you finally get some information from your contacts. Okay. And lo and behold, your father's involved. <sighs> so shit. Yeah, amongst the various rackets that your father uh, runs, part of that does involve the drug trade, and you get a you you get some information that indicates that a significant part of that drug trade uh, kind of comes in through Burlington. Uh, there are uh, there are access channels that actually lead all the way out to the Great Lakes. So if one wants to smuggle things from Canada or from, well, anything connected by the Great Lakes Channel system, they can actually do it through Burlington, which is then not too terribly far from where he operates out of Providence. uh, Providence. So you find that uh, a, a good part of this uh, actually links to uh, some drug runners and actual drug makers that uh, were active in town. And you get directed to a place called the Morin Plant, M-O-R-A-N. So this particular plant is not active, uh, but it is a famous and historic building that is right on the waterfront. In fact, it is very nearby to Waterfront Park, where you uh, where you encountered 
the police and the ghost ship and all of that, uh, and the actual ship that surfaced and crashed. So, uh, you yeah, you know that it's near to there, and uh, it is a uh, it, with a little bit of uh, little bit of uh, research you you understand that this is uh, like definitely Desdemona would have heard about this. Uh, this particular place was a, people have attempted to revitalize it and turn it into something new, something different. Uh, they were trying to turn it into uh, sort of a, a community center because it's this big old brick building that has, you know, a lot of space in it where they could do all kinds of interesting things and really sort of help to revitalize the community a little bit. But uh, in uh, late 2016, there was a community coalition that tried to get this particular proposal passed. It had a lot of support, but then it died in the legislature for reasons unknown. So it's basically sat abandoned, uh, but you now have reason to believe that it's not, in fact, abandoned but is sort of is being used as a, a place to uh, smuggle drugs in and out. You, incidentally, it is two doors down from the U.S. Coast Guard office. Hmm. Interesting. It's uh, also, incidentally, basically across the street from the Burlington Police Department. <laughs> That's typical of him. Okay. So do with that information what you will. Yeah. Um. I'm going to, because I know Sylvester's busy with his supply gathering. This is basically um, after that. That's done. Okay. That's, that's I was gonna functionally say... done. I'm going to call everyone as a group and see who is up for uh, trying to investigate this area with me. If not, I'll go alone, but I'm going to uh, try to convince any of them to come with me by saying something. I mean, I'm already some... at your apartment, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so Des is at my apartment. <laughs> um, so I'm going to use the, the line... I know you guys love fighting monsters, and while these guys may not be monsters, they sure as hell work for one. Oh. And hope that I don't have to go do this alone. <laughs> dot, dot, text back, dot, 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 row, are we doing crimes, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Desimona types back, ride or die. <laughs> Ride or die All gang. All caps. Row, are we doing crimes? <laughs> it's just a shrug emoji. Be there in ten. <laughs> Albion, does your phone even do emojis? <laughs> no. It's just a box. Shock face. It's a box with a question mark, and then another box with a question mark, and then another box with a question mark. What does it mean? It means your phone doesn't do emojis. I used to have an old phone that would do, like, gobbledygook if I got the wrong emoji sent to me. It would just be, like, <laughs> looked like another language. It was horrible. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, so, is the gang meeting up around the Morin plant to try to investigate? Sure. I'm good with that. 
It, Sounds good. Is it a crime if we're stopping crime, but also <laughs> doing crime? It's vigilantism. That's called being a vigilante. And yes, it is technically highly illegal. And yes, I do that often. All right. My biggest concern in this is that if we're right across from the police station, our our good old friend, the sergeant, Mr. Ditko, uh, he's going to see us. So we just got to be careful. Okay. Definitely need to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's Rose's biggest fan. <laughs> Why yeah. did you say that to the DM? <laughs> he's right mm. here. He can hear you. I feel okay, but I think that was planned for a reason. Am I wrong? Well, guys. Oh no! That's a Let's trap. Find out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's over. It's canceled. Podcast is done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the gang meets up at uh, the former city of Burlington electric light plant. Uh, it's an interestingly shaped brick building. Uh, it's got two floors uh, and then a bit of a roof with a slightly smaller third floor. And then that is basically cut in half. And then there is a very tall section uh, that goes up to another row of windows well above a set of doors out to rooftop access for the third floor. Uh, there's uh, there's some uh, lettering still on there that says City of Burlington, but it is no longer an electric light plant, and I believe that those letters are gone. And it is surrounded by a tall chain link fence that has barbed wire running across the top in a couple of strips. Uh, it's pretty quiet. Uh, obviously, it's not in active use, at least in any official capacity. No one is uh, visibly inside of there at the moment. And uh, you, you can see the Burlington Police Department from where you are, uh, but it's not extremely visible at the moment and you can't totally see the u.s coast guard building from your current vantage point so you think you might not be uh necessarily spotted at the moment by anyone you don't want to be what do you do are there any security cameras around Mm, you are going to have to make me a big old investigation role alvin just kind of lowers his sunglasses and leans forward a little that's a three Okay. Uh, I keep forgetting I need to set you a challenge or else it doesn't work. So, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to say that, yeah, the challenge on that was three because that's sort of a baseline for uh, just general environmental. You don't see any cameras around right now. Uh, it doesn't look like there are any cameras that are... Uh, monitoring the building, at least none that you can see. Because if there were, you recall you're a magic user and you can deliberately hex them. I was thinking that, yes. Okay. I mean, I could shoot him, but that's real loud. That's cooler and, than know, me just sneaking over and unplugging them. Albion, yeah. that brings attention. Albion, <laughs> you can't shoot all your problems! <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Um, there is a door in the fence, uh, and there is a lock on there, and you uh, obviously don't have a key. Uh, 
would Albion have like bolt or wire cutters in his car that he just, you know, has with him? Albion? Yeah, yeah. probably. I mean, okay. I can. Yeah, I got an aspect literally called I've got a trunk full of sh- sh- uh, bullshit. Something in there's got a stick. If you want to throw me a fate point to have bolt cutters that will get through this lock, then absolutely. I will let you I'm do it. Pr- Michael, I would like to say that I can justify Albion having bolt cutters without needing to spend a fate point. <laughs> All right, justify away. Albion has to hunt monsters a lot. Sometimes that means breaking and entering. Albion probably had bolt cutters already. Hell, it's probably part of the Noctis Pagilia initiation kit. <laughs> so, I feel like making me spend a point, uh, a, uh, a fate point on, say, a silver bullet, or inherited silver bullets, or a crossbow with cold iron bolts is, that's reasonable. Bolt cutters, I can walk to a store and spend five bucks and have them. Okay, uh, counter argument. I'm allowing you to justify bypassing an entire puzzle. I'll spend a fate. <laughs> <laughs> I like your argument. All right. Great. So you you have heavy duty bolt cutters. And also this means that it's your car that's there that everyone took. Oh, shit. <laughs> did I, did I, I probably didn't put the fake plates on either. That's up to you. I mean... I mean, are we within range of the security cameras? You didn't see any security cameras around this particular building. All right, then, um, that's that's fine, I guess. Okay. Uh, Uh, He's just gonna find somewhere to park his car that is maybe a block or two away. Yeah, that, that works. That makes sense. So... Uh, you are able to do a little bit of B&E to get yourself onto this property. Uh, you make sure that nobody, like, obviously you look around to make sure that nobody can see you as you, as you enter. Uh, and as you, as you approach, uh, you just understand that this place is abandoned and you manage to find a door that will actually let you in. And inside, you can tell that this is an abandoned plant. Uh, it's, it's a very open and large and uh, reverberant interior space. Uh, there are a lot of I-beams uh, uh, and steel pillars that were you know, uh, that are obviously load-bearing and holding up a lot of what, what used to be heavy machinery, as well as additional floors of a very tall brick building. Uh, there are some, they're all rusted. There are multiple sets of rusted metal staircases that lead up. Uh, but you don't see, you don't see a lot of anything else out there, except for various channels that seem to run through the floor in interesting, uh, interesting designs. You're not totally sure what those channels were used for, but they look like they've been there since the plant was in operation. Uh, you don't know what function they served <clears throat> but uh there you are uh, a lot of light streams in through the very large uh semi-opaque windows so it is bright inside and you can clearly see and make your way around uh for those of so, you who are local you know that this is where they were planning to put a uh, a f- farmer's market area 
Hey, Ro. Uh, what are we looking for here? Um, pretty much anything that's going to be useful. I know, uh, from what I know about the situation in other towns, uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff hidden here, or should be. I know they're running stuff, like, drugs through. All right. Neat. Look for a ledger or something. All right, let's not be long. We, uh, we gotta make this fucking quick. Okay. Uh, how are people going to investigate the space? First of all, Albion's putting on a pair of uh, leather gloves. Okay. Did he bring Shum to share with the class? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm pretty sure he did not think we were breaking into a drug den. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, just don't leave any fingerprints fucking anywhere on anything. Please and thank you. So, I probably have, like, medical latex gloves. I mean, if you you got those on, you hell hell yeah. So, I don't know. That's fair. I'll pass them around the class. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, doctor. Yeah, huh? (laughs) Okay. Uh, what's everyone's approach to uh, trying to find out what they're looking for? Alvin is mostly going to be on Overwatch. Okay. Can He's I... going to kind of be making sure that we are uh, like got eyes, ears on the door at all times. Is he charging sure no his ult? <laughs> hey. hey. Che- cheers, love. The Cavalry's here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, no, Alvin's just kind of mostly going to be on guard. Okay. Uh, um, uh, could uh, I do a roll to um, sense any the presence of anyone or anything, like on a more supernatural level? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, this is... I'm going to call this one a four. For lore? Yes. All right, that is a five. Okay. Um, I'm going to also tell you that if you beat this by three or more you're going to get very specific information if not you're going to just get useful information um let's see uh can i tag hey i can actually do this uh yep justify that for me a little bit just um hey i can actually do this on a more investigatory level um for for the more uh super supernatural sensing um, she's also had had a good night's sleep, so she's feeling a little more rested. Okay. You know what? Sure. And uh, I have f- five fate points that I need to burn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm uh, okay. Yeah, clearly. Well, Jack keeps coming. I don't need to tag anything ever, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're welcome. All right. So, bring that yeah, down to I'm- a four. So that would bring it, um, that would bring it to a, a seven, I think, because I rolled a five, right? You start to extend your supernatural senses into the area to try to find anything that might be, mm, uh, well, supernatural. So you do start to sense something, uh, it seems like you are trying, like you're finding what you're looking for and you know that something is here, but it, it's definitely a stronger supernatural feeling than you were expecting to feel, uh, when you got here. So, uh, 
that actually makes it easier to try to uh, pin down because you are, I mean, obviously there's interest in what the source of this could be. So you hone in on the this sort of strong aura and uh, sort of triangulate that it's it seems to be coming from an area that uh, one of those little, uh, somewhere near one of those little channels uh, in the floor. And your sense ten, uh, seems to guide you to somewhere that it doesn't look like anything, but it's just part of the floor. Okay. She's probably going to go to Albion and tap him on the shoulder. What's up? There's something over there that I that I I sense but can't be seen. You ever take down a veil before? I have not. But uh, uh Sylvester or yeah. and and also Ro, could I have you make mm-hmm. alertness rolls real quick? Target mm-hmm. is okay. 5. Oh no. Just going to say Albion is drawing his gun. Uh, Albion already has his gun out by the way. Okay. So he's just kind of Raising it, naming it towards that area. Sure. Oh, it's uh, I haven't seen the results of these rolls. Oh, they're there. Uh, that's one. And where's the other one? It's going slow. Roll again. Row, did it eat your die roll? I guess so. Does Row die? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, wait, there there it is. is. Oh, no. Wait, can I roll again? <laughs> no. Uh, so, Sylvester, what's your total from uh, your alertness roll with a plus one? Mm, good question. Uh, let's see. I promise it's not much longer. No. I know that. I'm just, like, pretty sure it's not a big number. <laughs> uh, your alertness is a one, so you've got a total of two. Yay. Uh, if you want to, you can spend fate points to make this roll. Yes. Okay. Which aspects would you like to tag? Uh... Desdemona followed some sort of supernatural something to Nobody a spot likes in the, the floor. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, <laughs> what's another one that you're going to spend because you are now one point shy? Uh, aim low, then go high. Yeah, I, I I'll accept that, uh, because this is this is something that is actually kind of sneaky that you're looking for. So I feel like you have a you have a a somewhat deceitful streak uh, uh, running through you, despite not having a good deceit score at all. Um, so yeah, you happen to see that there seems to be a seam in the floor that doesn't make any sort of structural sense. Um, and it doesn't follow any uh, any sort of pattern uh, of the rest of the floor and the channels that run through it. So you've, you've identified that there is some sort of, uh, some sort of seam in the floor that's somewhat square-shaped and uh, looks like perhaps it was tr- someone was trying to obscure it. Hmm. Um... I guess I could call Des and Roe to come take a look. Sure. Alex just kind of keep keeping his eyes on that spot that uh, Ro, that um, Des mentioned. Okay. And he's thinking about opening his third eye. Uh, Ro. Uh-huh. This looks like it's a trap door of some kind. Uh-huh. Actually, I know what Albion's going to do. Okay. 
He's gonna take one of his uh he's gonna take his uh basically his uh iron knight stick that he carries around, the little uh-huh. rod he uses, and he's gonna huck it at that corner. Okay. Uh yep, there is a hollow sound when you do. At the corner where there's a veil? I didn't say there was a veil. Christine said there was. Christine assumed there was. Okay. So Sounds that like spot... it's hollow because it's a trap door. All right. <laughs> yes, and that is going to sheepishly retrieve his stick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with, with a little prodding, you can, you can sort of stomp your foot in one spot and then in another spot, and then it does make a very different sound when it's over that uh, sort of square-shaped element of the ground. So... Uh, I'm going to say that, row. you don't have to make a roll. Like, you can just sort of find uh, the the point at which you can actually access the, the trap door in the floor. Uh, it's, it's very mm-hmm. nicely hidden, uh, sort of grooved pretty well against the floor. So uh, you, you manage to uh, move away this piece of the floor to reveal a ladder that goes down into the, into the under, you know, the piling under the building that the uh, structure was built upon. Uh, it looks mm-hmm. like it was hollowed out a little bit, like the, the earth has been dug at in a significant way. So you don't think there wasn't a sub-basement there before, but definitely there is one now. Okay. Huh. So who's I'm going to go down the ladder? Very dangerous. Rose climbing down the ladder. Oh, God. All right. Uh, is everyone going to head down? Gotta make sure she's okay. Bunch Alien's of going cats. down. Alien's like, I'll, uh, one of us should stay topside. I'll do it. You okay. sure? Yeah, why not? No, it's okay. You guys stay up here. I'll go by myself and get murdered as I'm climbing down the... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Desdemona's now going down the ladder. <laughs> Albion's going down. Okay. So, Albion. Uh, mm-hmm. Albion, Roe, and Desdemona are down there, correct? Okay. Correct. Uh, uh, as you climb down, uh, you, you know, you've noted that there is a light source coming from down there that you can't quite understand yet, but you know that there's clearly something uh you can see the bottom uh pretty clearly from whatever is illuminating down there and uh as you climb down you find yourself in a pretty well dug out area that it seems to be uh there are floors and walls that were constructed in here somehow after the fact and there are definitely uh, definitely items that indicate somebody has been uh, cooking methamphetamines down here. There's, you know, equipment uh, to do such a thing. There are tables and, you know, beakers and equipment uh, and paraphernalia for the distribution of it. Uh, you can see that there's... This seems to be in a sort of disarray. Uh, it It doesn't look like exploded like you know meth lab explosion disarray but definitely things are strewn about including money just 
kind of in various places all around. But none of this is the most interesting aspect of the room. There seems to be an access out to the out to Lake Champlain. There is some sort of tunnel in the pilings that uh, goes out to the waterfront. And there is some sort of metal thing, very oddly shaped. Uh, you don't have time to make out what this metal construction is before the second most interesting thing in the room turns around on his heel. There is a man oh with a with shaggy hair and very dirty clothes and a peculiar look in his eye. And then he just says, Well, shit. And with a snap of his fingers, you all need to make me a discipline roll. Target eight. Oh. Oh my god. Wait, all four of us I'm or not just making those three? This. Uh not you, because you're upstairs. Okay, cool. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're safe, buddy. Guess who doesn't have any fate points and rolled a three total. Okay. I got a four. You got four. Burn some fate points. Uh, I might, yeah. Oh, plus zero for Row. What's that total? Uh, that's a zero. <laughs> Amazing. So, just let's say, how many fate points would I have to burn to uh, pass this? You would have to not only burn four fate points, but somehow <laughs> give me four different aspects that you believe justifies why you can not be frozen solid by a magic paralysis trap. Yeah, I can't. I can't justify four of them. Oh no, guys, we're in trouble. Well, uh, I I might be able to do something interesting. Because uh, okay. I, I I have I can I can spend two fate points. Um, can I tag my trouble aspect and sometimes Jack helps me? No, that's bad for both of them. So. You are basically asking to invite Jack into your head uh, in response to a thing that's happening instantaneously. Uh, yeah. Okay. If I, if I can't, I, I, I don't have to. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that this is all happening so fast that you can't actively ask for help. Okay. I'm not sure what other aspects I could tag then. Hey, I can actually do this. I already tagged that one earlier. You can you can tag them again for different reasons. Oh, okay. Um could I tag my high concept um uh mouthpiece of the supernatural um as in I can find some sort of supernatural way to resist this attack and hey, I can actually do this as in I have a little more confidence in my skills to kind of resist this and have the discipline to overcome it. You know what? Yeah. I think given that you are a a spirit-based uh, caster, I think you can justify being able to resist the effects of this clearly spirit-based or force-based effect. All right. Have my two fate points. <laughs> okay. Give me those two fate points. They're so delicious. Um, so you are you are able to actually move 
and act and react in the round where the following happens. This individual jumps into this odd metal shape and you hear a bunch of sounds as this thing starts to move. Are you going to do anything of any sort of significance at the moment? Leganta. <laughs> okay. You are going to attempt to bind spirit to earth, correct? Yep. All right. I'm going to have you. Stop you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, Snack? Stop. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty much what it's shaped like. Oh, oh, great. Great. A giant metal snake. This is this is great. What shall I roll? Uh, well, you are doing Leganta, which is a three shift a maneuver, and yeah. you need to roll your discipline to control that power. You don't need to roll conviction to summon it. You said discipline? Yes. That's a six. Okay. I'm having Fantastic. a night. <laughs> yes. Hell yeah. All right. So. I'm save you with the power of my love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are rolling a defense against that. Much to your chagrin, the thing does not stop moving. Oh, no. Oh, God. You hear muffled from inside of this mechanical uh, object uh, that is partially submerged in the water. What the fuck was that? Oh, God damn it. Spellcasters. And then... As soon as that, as you hear that, you hear some muffled yelling and uh, just sort of bemoaning as this object seems to dive into the water and you realize that it's not just serpentine. It's got a much fatter shape uh, in the back. Oh, my God. What do you uh, know? And it's well, I'm going to let him describe it and then I'm going to yell. Uh, <laughs> Sylvester, yeah. you hear an ungodly commotion and a racket of metal and motion from down the ladder. Uh, but incidentally, after a second, you start hearing that same sound coming from outside. How uh, do you react? Is there a window I can peek out of? Uh, yeah, I'll say that there's a, a window that's not got the same sort of opacity as the other ones. All right, cool. I'm going to um, look through that. <laughs> okay. You look through that, and you see uh, an object coming into, uh, coming into Lake Champlain from uh, a source apparently under the building. And oh at, at first, you see a somewhat serpentine shaped head and neck and then a much more fat and rounded middle at the uh, section with some fin looking apparatuses oh my oh god. god oh michael i swear to god <laughs> you did oh no i'm so upset <laughs> what the fuck is that some kind of eel is, is Albion able to move again, Michael? Well, I want to see if you're still able to move. Like, you're still recovering from the effects of this as Sylvester is witnessing what appears to be Champ, the Lake Champlain sea monster. Oh, my God. <laughs> from under 
the former Burlington Electric plant. God damn it! Well, but that's not... not even the most confusing thing that Sylvester is seeing right now. Well, at least it's not Ogopogo. <laughs> because while Sylvester thinks he sees one, he in fact sees two. Oh, fun. I'm going to have to cook more meth. Uh, this is my boombox. I'm taking it home. Yes, several times. I was like, okay, I'll just take my boombox and leave. And they're like, yeah, just get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fairly certain she said it was her boombox. But that doesn't yeah, make yeah. it less suspicious. But uh, My boombox, because we were out and about for shenanigans by the water. We do it every year, this ragtag group of friends. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, I took the boombox and did a tracing spell. (laughs) (laughs) Then I gave it to Beaumont. You did? Oh, that's right, you did. You don't even have it now. (laughs) I don't even have What (laughs) boombox? Oh, no. I'll need to see the police report because um, I don't recollect any of this. (laughs) Oh, my God. This has gone from... (laughs) Worst to worst. Check minus <laughs> to check double minus. Yep. That's right. So so what? Because you messed up now we have to deal with the consequences, Mike? Uh-huh. <laughs> that's fair. Oh, We're all dead in jail. <laughs> I believe that's called a role-playing game. Uh, oh my god. Oh, hey, okay. Albion, Look. we're having a line party. It has bagels. You want to come? <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> okay. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.